to Tectonic Takes. My name is Fabian Rankle and bienvenido a Tectonic Takes. I'm here with my special co-host, Will. What's up, man? How you doing today? Dude, what's up? I guess we decided to match today with the black shirts. Uh, so, I, I mean, I just noticed that. But yeah, dude, that, uh, it's great. Um, so I'm ready to do this podcast. Let's get it. Yeah, I mean, we're going to go over the game versus DC United and give a little preview of the next game, uh, uh, Real Salt Lake. So, if you're listening, please stay tuned and go ahead and listen to all the analysis. Um, we just need a little bit of blue, right, Will? We need we need yeah, a little bit of blue to get started. Right. <laughs> um, but if you don't know, I'm calling Will from Japan. And Will's back home in uh, San Jose, California. Uh, Will, how was it today? How was the feeling around the quakes this weekend back home? Oh, man. Um, well, today was actually a pretty warm day, so it was pretty mm. nice. Uh, but as far as that Saturday uh, night match, I mean, it was, the place was buzzing, man. Mm. It was it was it was electric. I mean, just imagine if the stadium was full of people, man, that it would I honestly I think the place would have gone insane, insane for all the goals that are happening. But yeah, it was it was a great atmosphere as always. But yeah, man, I can't wait till it gets even more more people in there. Yeah, and I haven't seen buzz around this team like this before. This is something brand new. I mean, we've been just recently following the team uh, religiously as podcasters and as content creators um, for about a year now. And last year, the MLS's back tournament was nice because as a fan, I saw I saw normal people kind of getting into it because it was one of the only things that was on television. But now this is something where it's a lot of things are on television and people are wanting to watch the quakes. And um, I was watching on ESPN plus here in Japan. And the funniest thing is ESPN plus usually does the home games with the home broadcast. So I was hoping to hear, you know, Dangerfield, uh, um, Slayton and Passarelli, but they actually were doing the sharks post game instead of the quakes game. And I was like, there's no way they're doing this thing. Like this is the quakes, right? I mean, there's hype around this team. There's no way they're doing this. And we are constantly still hindered by the old fat cats up in, you know, Comcast, not wanting to play our game and not, not wanting to do any sort of pregame on the television side. I know Ted Raimi works really hard on K, the KNBR radio side and um, other, other podcasts and other people, content creators. We do a great job trying to push this team and it's finally reaping the benefits of that. Um, but it's just annoying. I had to listen to the DC United broadcast the whole game. So it was just something that was a little frustrating. It was, it was nice to see the other side of things, but they were more disappointed at um, at their team more than happy for our team. Um, but Will, were you listening to Ted Ramey at the game? How, how did you listen to the game? Um, no, I, I took it in uh, normally. I, I do try to sometimes uh, tune in to Ted and Joe. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, honestly, how that game started so quickly, like it, I, I didn't really even have time. Next thing you know, like things are popping off the first minute of the game, trophies, yeah. you know, scores right. a goal, and this place is, you know, it's, it's, it's electric. And then soon enough, it's the Cade show, yeah. and Cade is just popping off, running around the field, long balls overhead, trying to chase the ball, and the crowd is just. Every time he was getting a long ball, the crowd was just like, oh, like anticipating right. something magical happening. And so it was, it was just it was it was so hard not to just pay attention to what was going on. So it was great. Yeah. And just watching the game as a fan, I was like, I've never seen the Quakes play like this. And I, I know DC United was very depleted. 
they had like 11 people missing. They only sent 15 people over from DC and they only could use four subs and one goalie. So they didn't even have a full sub rotation because now in MLS this year, you can do five subs and that's evident. Matias Almeida is always using them. Um, That's great because you see players that get on the pitch that usually don't. Um, But quick thoughts about the game. Will, for all the people that don't know, you actually do have credentials to watch the game from, from above and to, to actually tweet about the game. So if you guys aren't following Will, Will, what's your Twitter handle so everybody can follow you real quick? Yeah, so it's uh, BP underscore Schneider. Uh, um, and then also it's probably on our Tectonics takes as well. It's probably linked on there as well. So you can find me. I'm, I'm hoping to be there pretty much every single home match as best I can, depending on how everything goes with scheduling and all that. But yeah, I mean, I'll be there if you guys want. If, uh, if I'm still at the same spot outside the press box, please, we can stop by, say hello. I'll definitely like to chat with some fans as well. Yeah, and uh, once the re- uh, you know regulations open up a little bit, I know my sister and her husband are going to be at the next games, um, the Cascadia games at at home. So that should be a lot of fun too. And we get our first test. I mean, when Seattle comes into town, that's going to be the matchup. That's going to be the game. This RSL game, yeah, I think um, it's going to be a, a good game this Friday night. I think it's going to be a fun game, but. I really don't think ourselves contenders. I think they're more of a pretenders type of side. And a lot of people would say that about us, but we have that fear, that factor, right? We have that X factor and that's Cade Cowell. And the whole world knows now this, this whole idea of Cade Cowell is a hidden gem. He should have been on the U S men's national team youth squad. It's in your face. Now he should have been there. There's no doubt about it. He's the best, you know, young striker this country has and possibly Mexico has too. And um, he, he, we were on the press conference with uh, Kid Cal and he was talking about how it, he'll answer the call, whoever calls him. So maybe, maybe just maybe Mexico gets to see how he, you know, if he wants to play for them, but I still think he's going to go to USA. I think he's going to be our fighting for that starting spot with Yossi Sardes and Josie Altador. Um, he still needs to head the ball. Um, I haven't seen him head the ball confidently. Um, and Matias Almeida uh, referenced that he did that. He doesn't have a complete, header uh i guess head game you would say but sounds kind of weird <laughs> but basically this guy is this guy's a superstar and i don't remember the last time someone won mls player of the week without winning man of the match <laughs> so so it's evident that the quakes aren't giving him man of the match for a reason well what were your thoughts on Cade cowell how did you see how did you feel him i mean you saw him in person right so how did you feel watching him play and I, I mean, he, he's just special right now. Every Quakes fan should just be paying attention to what, what he's doing on the field. And it's evident what the Quakes fans were every time he was getting a long ball to him, just making his runs, you know, quickness, the physicality, you know, and that, what we wanted from last season was just finishing. And, you know, right now he is finally finishing or, or now he's, you know, setting people up because he's creating so much space for himself that first minute, you know, he just got a nice little touch to himself and created open space just because of speed. And the next, you know, passes it off to trophies and trophies just puts in a great shot. And I mean, that's, that's all it took. It wasn't anything crazy. It was just literally just pure speed. And that's what he has. Yeah, and I'm actually the most impressed. Yeah, his breakaway goal was nice, and that's that's just sheer power. But I'm actually very impressed with the second assist that he had. Um, that little chip kind of cross that just landed in a position where anybody would have touched it and it would have went in. That's a beautiful ball. And from a striker, from our starting striker, geez, what's this guy's ceiling? And um, I think we're not going to get to see that ceiling eventually here in San Jose. 
I honestly feel if he has at least two more, you know, player of the of the week performances, we're not going to see him in the black and blue next year or even summer transfer window. Right. If he has this next week, another one, and then the next week, another one, who knows, maybe, maybe a premier club or a, a Sp- big Spanish club comes offers the, the quakes 15 million. And I don't think the quakes will say no to that. Um, will, what do you feel Kate Cowell's ceiling is? And do you think he ends with us? Uh, I mean, like you said, right now how he's playing, I would be shocked if he finished, you know, the season. Right. I mean, or at least I'm hoping he finished the seasons for sure. I mean, let's let's take this, you know, like you said, this might be Wando's last thing. And and do we got, you know, the up and coming star of Kate Cowan. If we get a whole season out of that, who knows where this team really could go. Right. Um, but like you said, dude, if he keeps getting, you know, these crazy games, who knows? And like you said, 15 million for Quakes, that, that's that's a lot, a lot. Right. That's and not, he's, the, you know. he's the assist leader right now in the league and he has two goals and he starts at striker. So this is this is insane. I mean, like. I'm trying to tell all my non-Quake friends, like, hey, if you're going to watch the Quakes and if you like – because a lot of a lot of my friends do like the U.S. men's national team. It's just they don't like MLS. And this is probably a lot of you guys. This is the same feeling. I always tell them, watch this guy. This kid is magical. This kid is 17 years old. He's extremely humble. I mean, I didn't realize he was a kid until he was on the press conference and he was like a kid, right? So that was something that was just – beyond me I, I was so impressed by this kid's humbleness his attitude and, and he is the next level type of player um if barcelona comes with 15 million and they only ask for you know 60 or 70 percent um you know when they like uh the transfer so it, the quakes always get 30 percent depending on where he moves and things like that and they and they say hey we'll give you two prospects as well that play for the barcelona beast squad i mean i don't think there's a way that the Quakes say no to that. And we might see something like that if he keeps putting these performances in. Um, but before we go any forward, Will, I actually want to thank all of our Patreon supporters. Thank you guys. Um, we have something to announce that's going to be awesome very soon. Um, we're going to do something to give back to the community a little bit, and we might have some players on board with that too. So we are very excited that our merch is finally coming. Um, it's going to be something special. And if you want to sign up to our Patreon, the links are in below. Uh, really, all that money is going to go to this this kind of ordeal that we're, we're kind of orchestrating. But it'll be a lot of fun, guys. Please, if you want to subscribe to our Patreon, it's in the links below. And I want to thank all you guys for uh, re- representing us and, I mean, being a part of our family. It's awesome. I mean, who would have thought we would have been here, right? So thank you so much. Um, but who else stood out to the, for the, uh, against DC United? Will, who else stood out to you well, during the game? I mean, obviously with, you know, two goals and assists, I mean, Jackson, you, I mean, it was yeah. clear as day. And when this is a game that we wanted to see from Jackson, I mean, right. we usually don't see him score too much right. and have a game where he gets two goals is, you know, is amazing. And then man, that, Oh, that volley that he had, dude, that was, it was yeah. insane. insane. It was insane to watch like, you know, from distance, just to see him just put like some crazy zip on that ball and for it to just go past. I mean, that place, like, he erupted. I'm telling you, man, I, full fans were there. That place, I mean, as, you know, as a, as a media person, we try not to be, you know, we're not supposed to go too crazy and start cheering and all that. But I was, I, I've been, I've been saying a lot of wows. Like I haven't been going crazy. My big word is just, wow. wow. I see K do something. I just go, wow okay well nice and then start tweeting you know yeah. like that's how it's kind of been right now it's just been like wow that, that goal from jackson that was that was like awesome but like you know i gotta keep my composure but yeah he, jackson had a great game but i think like a dark horse game for um yeah. quakes fan is tanner beeson guys like yeah 
he played a solid game. And, you know, all knees coming off late. And I think it might have been the same knee as he had mm. issues last season, I think. Mm. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Tanner Beeson, a solid game. Yeah, DC had chances. I mean, look, they scored a goal on a, on a set piece, but that's just set pieces in general with the Quakes aren't the best. So you can't fault Tanner on that. But um, overall, he played a solid game. A lot of sliding clearances. You know, he had a, a, a little fluky assist to that Jackson <laughs> banger of a goal, but he got an assist, assist is assist. So, I mean, he had a great game, and I think people need to pay attention to Tanner Beeson more uh, after having a game like that. Yeah, I mean, he slotted in, and it wasn't – we didn't feel like we were missing Alanis, and we did a great job on the defensive side, and that Flo probably did a great job too talking to him the whole game. This is one of Flo's better games. I want to want to point that out. Flo had a phenomenal game, and just that energy coming from your back line or from your – I guess your – I would say your leader of that back line today or uh, versus DC United, to have that much energy to save a goal off the, off the line is insane. I mean, you want that. You want – because that, that thrives throughout your team. So – Definitely, I liked what I saw out of Flo. I went ahead and I sent him a message afterwards. I was like, yo, that was a solid game. So I, I felt the passion too, and, and I thought, man, this, this, this guy is playing with his heart on his sleeve, and I love that about him. Um, I also feel like Eric Rometty, my God, Eric Rometty is playing like, like one of the best midfielders in the league. I mean, he's number three in tackles one right now, so it's we didn't miss a beat with Yudsin gone. And maybe the first, first game, yeah, okay, we missed a beat, but it took a while for, for everybody to get, you know, out of their preseason rust. And we almost got a point out of that game. So imagine if we were sitting with seven points first at the top of the division, looking at this team, the second's not too bad. Um, we would have qualified for us open cup if it counted, but we, but since they canceled the us open cup, well, fortunately we're not in the us open cup anymore. Uh, but I also thought Car- a Crispian Espinoza should you know be involved more but Cade Cal has taken the weight off of his shoulders completely I mean Christian Espinoza is allowed to he almost had that goal and then it was unfortunately it was poked away by the defender the last second but I feel like he's the most unlucky player this year I mean depending on how you look at things he almost had a goal versus um FC Dallas and he almost had a goal here so and then he had a penalty miss so it's just like ah come on like where's Christian Espinoza but it's okay because we have Cade Cal coming all of a sudden um, but I thought overall, great game. I just want to point out those players. I thought they did phenomenal. Trophies Lopez is looking like a class player and I want to go a little more in depth about him. So, Will, what did you think of Trophies Lopez? Well, I mean, I think it was just a weight off his shoulders, honestly. Yeah. I mean, and for every Quakes fan, I mean, like everyone was talking about, we talked to Ted, we talked to, oh, we did so many season previews before the season. Yeah. Like, uh, I, I don't even know how many do. I feel like it was like more than 10, but yeah, uh, but everyone was wondering about like, all right, trophies. This is our big signing. This is our offensive signing player, and we got to see what he can do. And, right. you know, I think, like you said, the weight off the shoulder for him, he scores that you know amazing goal, tucks it away, and then he goes and hugs Almeida, like, right, you know, like because he's you know, he's grateful for what Almeida has done. I mean, it was clear, right. it's clear as day does that. And that's why when, you know, we shouldn't have gotten all worried about him uh, doing that little kick thing early in the season, you know? Uh, yeah, so, because uh, Almeida knows what kind of player he, he is. That's why Almeida was calm and collective about the scene, which when Cho- he talked about that that incident with Chofis. Yeah. So he knows what player. And, okay, so now it's like, all right, now it's, can he do it again? Mm. And can he be consistent? That's all we want from all our players. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it's a great start and it's amazing that, you know, that that's what it is. And we just got to see him keep doing it. Yeah. 
And the, and the day before the DC United game, we saw um, Vaco actually hit a left curler in the K League for um, Hyundai Tigers, I believe, yeah, and um, or Usain Tigers. And it was like, oh man, you know, having Vaco back, all of us thought, dang, like I've never seen him use his left foot like that. And literally the same game right after, Chofis Lopez uses his left to to do this almost the same exact goal, something that we never saw out of Vaco when he was in black and blue. Um, but yeah, I mean, Chofis Lopez. A lot of the comments that I saw, because I was I was on the interwebs looking around what Chivas play, or what Chivas fans are thinking, or what they're what they're thinking of Chofis Lopez, and a lot of the people think that he looks skinnier. I mean, he looks fit compared to what he did in Guadalajara, so I think that has a lot to do with it. And he was playing actually not so far ahead in the ten role. He was actually playing farther back, closer to Rometty and Jackson. And um, I think this is due to the fact that. DC United was going ahead and using kind of this like man mark type of system as well. Um, and it, I mean, it worked. So they connected with Cade Cal. I love that chemistry there. I want to see it grow more. Uh, but Chofis Lopez, a lot of guys slept on this guy. I mean, a lot of MLS people slept on Chofis Lopez and a lot of people slept on San Jose. And I don't think that we're pretenders this year. I really truly, like I said in my season preview, I truly think we're contenders and I think we're going to be in the, three four range i think our midfield yeah let's we're not talking about hot takes i said we had the best midfield on paper in mls and that might be true all of a sudden right because Cade cal can be a bit a part of your midfield if you if you want to talk about when he comes in as a sub or when a subs come in he goes to the left side or the right side and i'm very confident in this san jose earthquakes team and imagine we have a dp slot open I mean, what are we going to do with that DP slot, right? So I'm just completely excited about this team. I've never been this excited for this team. I've never been this optimistic for this team. I'm usually an optimist, but it's this is something else. This is something this is something magical. Well, what do you feel like the outlook of this team is now? Do you want to change your season preview? Well, no, I, I mean, I do think this one of my season preview was that the, these are contenders, um, yeah. but where are they going to land and right. how is, you know, it's, they got, I mean, we have to watch and see. Um, I do really think that, yeah, these, if, if they're, if their system is fire, firing on all cylinders, yeah, I think we can beat any team in MLS, period. Right. It's all, I mean, if, if it's working, you know, then of course we're going to, we're going to win games. I feel like that, that I think the only issue is just staying consistent on that defensive side of the ball and not get too spread out where we're looking like we don't play defense. We're giving away these breakaway goals, yeah. you know, just like we did against the dynamo. So right. it's, that's, that's, that's the only issue I have with this team is that those goals are going to happen and we're going to mm. see that, but it's how we're going to respond and how are we going to fix that? Because we're going to play teams like Minnesota who has figured us out yeah. every single time we play them. And we look like we don't even know how to play yeah. when, when we play Minnesota. So, you know, a team like that. So if a teams are figuring us out, how are we going to adjust? And that's something we kind of yet to see if I'm Almeida in the system. But teams like Minnesota that just completely have our number usually it's due to the fact that they have great center back pairings and they have very veteran center back pairings. And they understand that once you stretch us out, there's going to create passing lanes. And as well as if you're a center back that can put the ball forward or you can dribble the ball forward, that's when we're going to get beat. And Minnesota has had Ike Opara that whole time. And Ike Opara is just a beast. I mean, he was a San Jose earthquakes player and he did great for us and we all still love him, but he's, he's a beast. I mean, the last time he played San Jose, I think he had like a hat trick almost as a center back. So it's something that is, we have to watch out when they do have a good center back pairing and a veteran center back pairing and understand 
what type type of style we play. Um, but just going over the stats of the game, the total shots, DC United had 18 compared to R12. Um, they also had, but they also had more possession. They had 52% compared to R48%. They had more passes connected, 436 compared to R405. But we did have more shots on target, nine to their seven. Um, I think we were very clinical in front of goal. We, I mean, nine shots on targets and we had four goals. So something that, and Paul Marie almost had a goal too, but that was a great save by the goalie. Um, this game, and then Espinosa, this game could have easily been six to one, but the goal, uh, the goalie came up big and then the defender on the Christian Espinosa goal or almost goal came up big as well. Um, but let's talk about who you didn't like this game. I have someone in mind. But do you have anybody in mind? Yeah, I, who I kind of noticed was kind of just absent really during the game was actually Carlos Vero. Mm. Yeah, you know, he had moments where he would make a nice pass, but I felt like most of the time he was kind of absent. Yeah. Um, just kind of the whole, pretty much most of the game. Um, I didn't really see him do, do a lot compared to like, you know, obviously we remember Carlos last game because he had that right. great clearance. Right. right. So, so you couldn't forget him then. So, but yeah, this game, I felt like it's a little more absent. It wasn't really great presence offensively. Felt like he missed a lot of passes. Hmm. Uh, but, you know, I, I don't think he had like a terrible game because, right. you know, obviously, you know, we couldn't see him look, you know, terrible. But I feel like he definitely was just kind of absent during the whole game. Yeah. And Carlos Fierro is the player that we should watch the rest of the season. And because he's now, I loved him last year. I think he did a great job. I, I was starting to like him a lot more. And then, his salary came out and I was like, geez, that's a big salary for this type of player. I mean, it's, we're talking close to a million dollars, $900,000, him and Andy Rios, both are on that $900,000 price tag. And I need to see more out of these guys. If they are those price tags. And I think Andy Rios actually, I've liked Andy Rios coming in as a sub. I think he does a great job. He almost scored a banger um, when he came in for the FC Dallas game, but I need to see them do something. I need to see Carlos Fierro. If he's going to get those full-time minutes, he needs to do something. Um, if it's a goal line sl- save like last week, perfect. If it's good link up play or, or good passes to Cade, like he did last week, perfect. But I need to see more out of him with that price tag. And the same goes with Andy Rios. Andy Rios, since he has that price tag should come on every single game. No questions asked. He should come in for trophies. And I think that's what's happening. He's coming in for trophies and playing that 10 role and he's playing it. Not too bad. I mean, I would say he's playing it, maybe not as good as Magnus Eriksson, but a little step b- below it. And that's okay. And I think, uh, but just with those price tags, it's hard to say that these guys deserve those price tags, especially, but my player, I want to talk about will, sorry for talking so long, uh, is no, no, no. JT Marcinkowski. He has regressed a bit and I don't want to say it just yet, but since we're on tectonic takes, I do have to say it. <laughs> I think he is, I don't know. He's sleeping on the ball. Like he thinks, maybe the the pace of the U.S. men's national team was a little less than the MLS quality. So maybe he's just not accustomed to it. Maybe he's just a little more rusty to how fast these wingers come in, like FC Dallas wingers. I think it was O'Brien. And then uh, today, or uh, D- against DC United, they, they almost caught him sleeping again. So this is a player that I'm a little worried about. I don't think his distrib- distribution is as good as last year. I remember he was hitting dots. I mean, nowadays it's kind of looking like Andrew Tarbell out there. No, <laughs> but I want to see him connect on that long ball with someone. I, I, it's always skying over the, the wingers. And I don't know if it's the wingers not putting enough effort to get the ball or if it's just, they don't really work on that anymore, but I'm not liking what I'm seeing from JT with his feet. 
I think he's a great shot stopper still. Um, I think on that, I think on that corner, he was a little bit at fault there personally. Um, he didn't hit that ball hard enough and then it just kind of deflected in there and it pinballed around. Uh, but I think JT is regressing a little bit. Will, how do you feel? Um, I, I mean, I don't want, I want, I feel like it's a little too soon mm. to call it out. I mean, but if we do start to seeing it again, a couple of games, yeah, I think on his feet, yeah. he obviously is slipping. He's slipping. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's messed up. It's clear as day that he's, you know, he's almost cost his team some goals, but I mean, he has luckily, you know, fortunately got gotten saved a couple of times and right. he's helped himself doing that. So, I mean, if, especially if they went in as goals, then I guess we could be really ripping into him. Yeah. Um, and cause this, you know, it could change a lot of, you know, the whole game, you know, yeah. if they have these goals that he's like, you know, potentially almost given up, you know, it could have changed everything, but it hasn't yet, and we hopefully he just figures it out and just be a little more confident. Right. I mean, JT is supposed to be the you know he's supposed to be used to this by now. He's, right. He needs to know that he, he, he get the ball is going to come to him a lot. They like right. to play on the back. It's evident. This is this is something not new to him. He just needs to be. I feel like it's more not. He's not not good with his feet. It's just him being like a little indecisive mm. and not making a pass soon enough, or you know he's taking a little too long to just make a decision. So I feel like it's a little bit of that. Uh, compared to him actually not having the quality. I think mm. the quality's there. I think it's just his decision-making is just a little lacking right now. Um, so hopefully he can just figure that out and, you know, and we'll be good to go. Yeah. And if he keeps on this trajectory, I'm okay with him being a really good MLS talent goalkeeper. I think a lot of us had him pegged as a potentially European starter one in one day. And I'm okay with him being like a, uh, Blake right in Philadelphia that's totally fine and he can get there eventually um, but maybe if he keeps this trajectory on we got to change our um, potential in him and that's something we have to do this, as a fan base to keep it at bay because I would we would love to keep him as a quake I mean he was taught by John Bush he was taught by all these former quakes David Bingham was was at, a, at his time he was okay I mean as a shot stopper um, but Something to keep an eye on for the rest of the season. A little news came out today, uh, Will. I'm not sure if you heard about it, but Gilbert Fuentes and Casey Walls were loaned to uh, Austin Bold, UCL side, uh, USL side, I apologize. A lot of Quakes are playing in Austin now. This is a little weird, right? <laughs> yeah, I think we have an Austin connection somehow now. Yeah, right. So uh, what do you feel what do you, how do you what do you think about this? I mean, this is kind of out of the blue. Two players going, so it makes me wonder a little bit: is there reinforcements coming, or is it something that these guys could get some playing time? I think Gilbert Fuentes has actually fallen out of favor with Matias Almeida, but he's so young that they don't want to just offload him just yet. Um, but we'll see what's going on with this. I think this is a great move for the club. I think they can maybe possibly finally sign their second round MLS super draft selection. He's always on the, on Instagram. He's always liking Barra 74's posts. So he's, he's still around and he still likes the quakes. So maybe they, they are finally going to sign him and loan him off to another USL side, or they're bringing him in to, to teach him and things like that. Well, how do you feel about this transfer? Yeah. I mean, I think uh, we loan him out because we don't see them playing this year. Yeah, you know, with the squad. So obviously, you know, it's good that they're going to go get some playing time. Um, hopefully, you get like every loan. You hope they come out back better players. Um, and just you know, we'll see how they do. And we just hope for the best. And yeah, I think we do really have a connection with Austin somehow now. Like, I mean, I don't. I guess, I guess somehow we're really good friends with Austin because we've given all these players, and I might might not stop. Who knows? 
well, they say Austin's the Bay Area of Texas. So, I mean, <laughs> so, so. You know, we have a cultural and uh, I guess the soccer connection now. So it's exciting, exciting stuff, to be honest. I mean, I was a little worried when Reno went went under. I can't believe that a USL side went under. Can I mean, I understand it's COVID, but man, you got to keep that open because who knows? Maybe the USL is the, is the league that has promotion relegation and and they get a lot of viewers, too. So I just can't believe that we lost Reno going under. Uh, but I was worried because I was worried about those players not having a um, training ground to kind of get their feet wet and to really try to see what type of players they are. And I'm, I'm very ecstatic that players like Gilbert Fuentes and Tommy Williamson and Casey walls get that opportunity to still do that. Even if it's not in our system, that's okay because they're really young players. And uh, Tommy Williamson actually scored a goal on his first game and he scored a free kick goal. So there, there's definitely some quality there in Tommy Williamson and these guys too, and Gilbert Fuentes and Casey walls, if we're loaning them out and other teams won. So, but on the transfer side of things, I still don't know how it affects us. Um, we have, I guess, three open spots now. I'm not sure if they counted as senior roster spots. So that's a little part where I'm worried. Um, I don't think so. I just think they counted as a youth roster spot. So maybe this is going to be a signing of the uh, second round super draft pick for us. Um, but I still think that we are going to get some reinforcements in the summer. And I think this move shows that possibly they think this is a win now situation if this opens up another roster spot for us to bring in another reinforcement and exciting stuff. Yeah. All right. So going on to our game preview for the next game, um, RSL is a team that's a little fiery right now. I mean, they have, I believe six points in the Western conference. And this is, this is like a, a second we're in second place, right. Versus a third or fourth place team. And this is on a Friday night. Uh, I know MLS people are going to be watching this game because they're excited to see Kate Cowell. What do you think the outlook is for this game? Will? and what do you think it's going to be for us? Um, I'm thinking, I mean, I would be, I'm going to be, I'm going to be on the optimistic side, you know, let's go with a two, one victory mm. for the quakes. I mean, I'm, I'm still yet to feel comfortable, like calling out a clean sheet mm. just with how, you know, we obviously haven't done it yet. Um, and just because I feel like sometimes like we really, you know, we have moments in our defense during the game where we just give up a goal. So right. I feel like that's going to for sure happen. And I, I, I just feel like Cade is, it's too hot right now to call it not going to be, you know, like right now right. It, 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 we're, we're a hot team. Yes. We're, yeah. we're scoring a lot of goals. We're, I mean, well, the last two games, I should say we're scoring a lot of goals. So, you know, eight goals in three games, you know, so we're scoring goals and that's going to happen. So I believe that we're, we're going to get, get Cade going again. And we're yeah. going to, you know, we're going to get the, the rest of the team's confident. And I think we're going to see another confident earthquakes team and we're going to see it rolling and we're going to get another victory and get another three points. Yeah, and uh, the Quakes historically haven't played well at Rio Tinto, but again, I think this is a Quakes team that we've never seen before, and this is a Quakes team that, for some reason, didn't bring in a striker, right? And I, I always said this is there has to be a reason why they haven't brought in a striker, and I said I think Kate Cal is going to start at the nine, and look, wow, <laughs> this is where we're at. Kate Cal starting; he's the league leader in assists, and he has two goals, and who knows, maybe he's the league leader in assists and goals. If that's the case, when the summer transfer window opens, he's not going to be here to finish the year out. I, I hate to say it, but we're going to get a stupid money offer from a big team. Maybe like a Southampton or something like that, too, is going to be looking or a, a Bournemouth with uh, Daryl DK, right? So who knows what's going to happen? I think this game is going to be a spicy one. I think it's going to be fiery. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. 
especially since a lot of MLS teams and it's almost like kind of like this undercover game of the week for MLS um, because they want to see if Cade Cal can keep this up. I see the Quakes winning. I'm going to be a little optimistic here. Three to zero. I think we get that clean sheet. I think Emmy or not Emmy Ochoa. I'm sorry. The other Ochoa (laughs) doesn't have a good game. (laughs) I think Cade Cal wrecks havoc against their center backs. Um, But will actually let's talk about this. If any of you guys are watching the pregame that we had the game, the, the week before versus DC United, what did I say the goals were going to be and who are they going to be scored by? So I was like, oh, we're going to see a Chofis Lopez goal. We're going to see a Cade Cowell goal. And we're going to see a Jackson Ewell banger. I just want to, you know, toot my own horn right there. That's yeah, exactly what happened it. going into the half. And I, and I kept on calling Will after every goal that I would see in Japan. But Will already saw it two minutes earlier or something like that. So it was yeah. it was definitely a, something fun. I was just screaming in the middle of Japan. Go crazy. Oh, yeah, ah! You know, because it was crazy. It was it was a great feeling. Um, but yeah, I think this is gonna be a dominant game from the Quakes. And I and this is the game where I truly think people are gonna be like, Oh wow, these guys may be pretend or contenders, not pretenders. And it's it might show Real Salt Lake in that pretender light. And I think a lot of MLS pundits put them at the lower level of or the lower echelon of this league, and they might have just gotten a hot hot start. So this is something that we we're looking forward to this game um, a lot. And next week, we're going to have a pregame show. Um, we're actually going to have one of your guys' a fan favorite, right? A lot of people know this guy. Uh, Dom Skipper is actually going to be on our pregame show um, on Instagram Live for this next game. So please stay tuned for that. Uh, but that's going to wrap it up for us, Will. I mean, this was kind of a short and sweet one. Do you have any closing thoughts? No, I mean, everyone is going to start paying attention to the Quakes soon. Hopefully, uh, they start paying attention uh, to us now because yeah. Quakes are coming, so it's going to be exciting. Yeah, no, definitely. And if you guys haven't subscribed, please do. Um, hitting that subscribe button really, really helps us out. And um, if you haven't gone ahead and liked this video, please do. We do have a Patreon link below. If you guys want to help support us, we have some fun things planned ahead and some very nice things planned ahead, too. So um, we're going to do our best to try to give back to the community. and to thank all you guys. I mean, this is something that we couldn't have done without you. And we really appreciate you guys being on. We also want to thank the beautiful game network and uh, roughneck scarfs for sponsoring this podcast and constantly sponsoring us. That's honestly the best thing in the world. Cause we don't have to worry about that stuff, but thank you so much. We appreciate you guys. Um, I want to close this on enjoy Kate Cowell while we can. And, and I, and I really, really mean that because once the Mexican media finds out that he can possibly still be a Mexican, or can play for the Mexican national team and they, and they start running with that. Yeah. This guy is going to get a lot of buzz and the Mexican media is another animal compared to the American media. So this kid is going to be thrown in all the newspapers and all the forefronts. If he keeps this up and he will, I, I have no doubt in my mind, he will. And that that's it for us. All I have to say is uh, go quakes, right? Will. Yeah. Let's go quakes. <laughs> Thank you.